Hey folks, this is Sabrina. And this is Shauna. And we've been married a long time. Very long. Wonderful long time. Yeah, I've kind of lost track, but it's been a minute. That's what happens when you're having fun. Time flies. It's true. And you lose track. Yeah, yeah, that is all true. It all is true. But thank you for listening to Hoots, the podcast stories of the ordinary with two older, wiser (laughs) lesbians. Here comes the title. We're still working on it, people. Our podcast is a travel podcast where we go around the world and we rate things from one to five, but this episode's um, slightly different. It's a, it's what you would call a special edition? <gasps> this is a special edition just like, episode. Just like the Princess Diana special edition People magazine, kind of like that. R.I.P. R.I.P. Diana. Well, um, I want to first say that Shauna is suffering from consumption, so we're going to take quite a few pauses while she, you know, breathes blood or whatever happens. I will do my best to not cough in your ears. That's very rude. Yes. Awesome. And Sabrina has promised that she should be able to edit most of it out. And I do have a little bit of a nasally flavor to me today. Yeah, she's just getting over COVID, which turned into a whole nose thing, so. But I don't want anyone to worry about me, because I'm fine. I just sound goofy. Yeah. All right, well, this is a special episode. It's the Sinead O'Connor episode. Oh, boy. It certainly is. You know, we, as uh, as people our age, Gen Xers, people of a certain age, yep. this death, this celebrity death, a stranger, somebody we've never met, never known, has really hit us hard. It, yes, it has hit me harder than Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to get over Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, that's a different podcast story, I guess, but I was really bummed out about Olivia Newton-John, and then that's I had like, j- just gotten over that, and then here we go. I was surprised about Olivia. I knew that you, you know, everybody likes her, but I didn't know what a super fan you were. Well, apparently I was. I didn't know either. I just kind of walked around and moped around about Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. It hit me by surprise. Yeah, and we're not even Australian. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. I need to unpack that a little bit, but that's not about, that's not this episode. This is about Sinead. This is special edition Reflections on Sinead O'Connor. So we're a little late with the memorials, but... That's okay, because we're late with everything, and we've, you know, I recently uh, read her book and then listened to it on Audible. Does she do her? Yeah, she does. She does the voice? It's good. It's really good. The end made me cry, because she just talked about how much she loved her kids. Oh, Lord. But um, I had an outline for this special edition, but then I had to, I don't know where it is. Yeah, screw the outline. This is just coming to you on... Unplugged about Sinead. Yeah. So I was hoping you would tell your stories of Sinead, and I could tell my stories of Sinead. Do you want to tell your story first, or shall I tell my for- story first? Or what should we do here? Because we don't have an outline, so we're just... I know. We're winging it. We're winging it. Um, on the, I did actually, on the last episode, mention that in the early 90s, 
before the whole Pope thing. I did see her in downtown Los Angeles, and that's been a highlight in my heart for my whole life. And a lot of people don't believe me, but it was real. I believe you. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. And um, then later, just a couple years ago, right before COVID shut down the world, we were lucky enough to see her live here in Seattle at a really small venue called the Neptune. And the Neptune, by the way, five stars. It's my favorite. Yes, it's a very Seattle venue. It's got a lot of character, a little grungy vibe to it. Very small. And it was very exciting and surprising that Sinead was going to the Neptune because it's, what do you think, how many people do you think it has? Like a thousand? Two thousand? If that. It's, it's yeah. like, like a very few, small. A few hundred I at, guess at the bottom and then there's a balcony that probably has another Yeah, and kind of sit in the balcony at your own risk because that shit's about to fall any minute. But yeah, it's um, I guess for uh, kind of to give you a little bit of some perspective, it's an old movie theater. so But and a smaller it, movie theater. And it's designed to make you feel like you're on a boat. Yes. So it was like, wow, Sinead O'Connor is going to be at the Neptune. And it's also typically a venue where you just go in and it's general audience uh, seating. So you just kind of like mill around and everybody pushes to the front. But for certain class acts, and Sinead's one of them, they put out chairs and assign uh, chair numbers. So we were uh, lucky enough to get the tickets on the day they went live for sale. And we got some really choice seats right in the front. Yeah, we were really close. I could see her feet. Yeah, and um, yeah, she, she wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah, she's barefoot. And I'm telling you, that show was uh, amazing. And it was great because, you know, not surprisingly, they wouldn't let you film or take any pictures. So you, you were very present. Yeah, I cried. Oh, my gosh. And everybody sang every word to every song. And the emotion that came through her singing and her, her performance, like everything... I feel, just from what I know about her, everything that she does is so authentic and so true to herself, which got her into some trouble early on, as we all kind of know. She just doesn't fake it or not say what's on her mind. And so that comes through when you see her live, especially in that small venue. So you can feel the emotion in her, her lyricism and her singing and her voice is so angelic, and it goes to such like angelic places and such deep places and such raw places. It's just this big journey, and then so you're on this journey with her. Oh, that's the dog. That's Vanessa. Guys. Vanessa's getting choked up because she was a big Sinead O'Connor fan as well. <laughs> she was. But you're on this journey with her, and you're like kind of the middle of the performance. And everybody's just like being their best selves, paying attention, not taking pictures because everyone said so. No one's talking. It's just like you're just everyone's like knows what a big moment this is. And then out she comes with black boys on mopeds. Oh, tears everywhere. And absolute intensity. Like it was one of those moments where you feel the emotional intensity of a crowd collectively. And there wasn't a dry eye. And there wasn't a dry eye in the audience, in my opinion, for many reasons. A, it's a beautiful song. B, she's a beautiful human. C, we all know the struggles that she's been. It's been very public up until this point, all of her struggles. That's true. Her mental health struggles, this and that. And then D, it's still fucking true what she's singing about, about the violence against brown and black people by the police. It's become very obviously 
present and known to everyone in Seattle because we just kind of, or this is before the Black Lives Movement, yeah, kind of is. George Floyd stuff, but it was like starting to become more and more obvious to those who aren't as tuned in. And then she sings it, and then we all were collectively just sad that she like took a hit for being such a like truth uh, truth teller early on. So she, she all of that right came about, out. She was right about everything. She was right about everything, and it's a beautiful song, like I said. So we were all singing along, and it just went by so fast. And she was so humble and so uh, just like charming and yeah, danced around like a little goofball with her barefoot. And so you could self. See her, you could sense her sense of humor. Which is something yes. that really came across through the, you know, from the stage. Yeah, I think that when previous to that, you think I at least when I thought of Sinead O'Connor like serious and and always like advocating and you know activist and this and that. But then when she came on stage and she performed, you really saw this light-hearted spirit yeah. that she has of just like gentleness and joy, and it was really fun to be around. It was a really special concert, and then, as we know, the world fell apart. And yes, shut it did. down, and we went into lockdown, and so this was in February. It was right before. So it was the, the second to last show that we saw before. Yeah. The Luna whatever. was the last. Luna one. was the last show. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, this one was really special. I feel so lucky because I was like, she'd probably never come back to Seattle, and. Guess what, guys? She's never coming back to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen now, uh, considering the events of the last few months. And it still feels unreal. And like Sabrina had said, it felt a little funny. I felt a little funny, a little silly to be so just emotionally blown away and bummed out of someone passing who I didn't know. Yeah, she's a she's a ver- she's a stranger. We yeah. don't know her. We know her music. We know her stories, but just like with any celebrity, we might have a relationship with her, but she does not have a relationship. No, not, with yeah, she doesn't. Well, I don't maybe, think so. Maybe she does. Yeah, maybe, no. she, maybe saw she saw, me, saw me at McDonald's. Yes, and then recognized me. In the or maybe she saw us in the audience. And she's like those number one audience members. Those two owls seem great. Yeah, I want to get to know them, but I guess that will never happen. Now. Yeah. young and old can love Sinead for what she represents. And I think her death and her passing brought Sinead and her, who she was and what she meant to a lot of younger folks. Yeah. Who maybe didn't know of her or just thought she was, you know, adult contemporary. (laughs) Well, she also had the song on that show that you like the euphoria that all the kids watch. And it's a really good song. Drink before the war. That's That's a a great song. It's a very, very good song. Gone too soon. The world knows how fabulous she is. I hope she knew, but she probably didn't. And it's probably a lot for us to have put on her shoulders of her carrying all this, like, uh, meaning. And it was too heavy for her. She had to go. Yeah, I mean, not even to mention the fact that, like, 
people like us, we we loved her. I, yes. Like, we never didn't love her. Yeah. As much as you could love a stranger. Exactly. But we loved her music. We loved her stories. We loved what she stood for. She loved her boots and her cool look. Yes. Um, and she meant something to many of us at different parts of our lives. Yeah, she did. And in ways that she was barely older than I mean, she was only a few years older than us. Older yeah. than me. She's yeah. You know on the... Uh, they did how Spotify did that Spotify unwrapped last year where you could, well, you know, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't listen to Spotify. Yeah, we have a, I, I hogged the Spotify account. Sorry. Did you guys know that for a Spotify account, if, if Shauna's listening to the songs and I want to turn on a song, it switches and she has to listen to my songs and then she switches back yeah, to so, her songs. Yeah, so, yeah, so, no, so I therefore just I just take it over because I don't want to mess with my algorithm with, with her, her weird music. Yeah, I gave it up. I gave it over. Um. So anyways, on the Spotify, uh, Unwrapped, they do the, you know, who's the artist that you listen to most, the song that you listen to most, all that shit, like the, the most stuff from last year. And I got my Spotify Unwrapped, and the number one artist I listened to the most of last year was Sinead O'Connor. Wow. Even before that? she died. Even before she died. And you know, um, number two is PJ Harvey, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Um, then I thought, God, Hernandez, get out of the past. But then I thought... Those are good songs. That's pretty PJ, good. PJ's still making songs. Yes, I was listening to her, her, her. She has a really good album that just came out. But also, it was the year that we went to Ireland, so that makes sense. So there was a lot of Sinead vibes when we went to yeah. Ireland, which you guys have all listened to. Her We're not going to repeat that. We're just going to Yeah, don't that. worry. We're not going to go down there. I, I want to go walking with you If you To her. Yeah, they're not going to be so embarrassed about her. Yeah. Like they, they're not going to be all bono, shame bono, on you, bono. Ireland. Like now she's like now like well not shame on you, Ireland. That's rude. I'm sure they love Ireland. They loved her. Well, they gave her the great farewell. They buried her, and the whole ta- the whole country mourned. It's just that when we went, it didn't seem that she was as celebrated as Bono. One hundred percent, she wasn't. But that also is because, you know, I think she was really critical of her country. Yeah. As she should be because they were like in the dark ages. When it came to Catholic women's stuff. rights and abortion yeah. and the Catholic stuff and stuff like that. As all countries have problems. I don't want any Irish people to get upset. Yeah. All countries have problems. Believe me, the country that we live in has the most problems. It's true. Yeah. Guns everywhere. Do you think of me too? first learned about Sinead. Oh. It's a nice story. And it, it, it is a nice story. Yeah. And how old were you? You were, you I were was, younger than me. I was a senior in high school. Yeah, so you're younger than me. Because I remember watching the same thing. But maybe I was, I was, was I a senior in high school or maybe a junior? I was late years of high school. And it was when The Lion and the Cobra was out before her big album came out. Mm-hmm. Before The Prince. 
Before the Prince song, yeah. Which, um, and so then, uh, and it was the American Music Awards, which, back in the day, so this was 1989, 1990, 1989, I think. So back in the day, like, because we didn't have, obviously, for those who are not Gen X, you should know that we did not have access to celebrities like you do today. You didn't have like Instagram, obviously, or any sort of like anything of like peeking into like the depths of being able to see all these people that you love and like from a celebrity perspective. So when these shows would come on that were on once a year, like I was like this, I would sit in front of the television and it was like my moment to kind of see music on television aside from MTV. And so I would sit, I was, I was sitting crisscross, you know, applesauce in front of the television, like two feet away from the TV, like I usually did on the shag carpet. And I was in a place, it was probably my senior year where I was like, I felt like, oh, I just got to get out of this town. I was lived in a small town, California. And I had this feeling of just general angst, but I didn't, you know, I was young. I didn't know what, what the heck it meant. And then I was watching and the show and they had the, the best new, um, music music awards right for the best new artists and they panned the billy crystal was the, the mc he was always the host he was the host for like many moons and they panned the crowd and in the front row you know are all the most famous people it's like arsenio hall and paula abdul and they were the shit back then you know all of them janet jackson like you know all of the like the the pop artists of the day all done up you know, everybody done up. And then they were like, I would like to introduce you to this new artist, Sinead O'Connor. And I was like, I didn't, hadn't heard of the line of the Cobra yet. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it made it to us yeah, until so I had this never, show. Until yeah. this show came out. Exactly. So this was like her really, her big like introduction to America. And she came out and she sang Mandika. Uh, and I was like, what's happening? She comes out and she's in shaved head, obviously. She's beautiful. She's got, uh, her jean shorts on, her Doc Martens in like a silky sports bra situation. And she just start, comes out just like belting the song out. She was lip syncing, but you know. Everybody We did really that. didn't Everybody like, did that. We didn't really realize it back then. Poor Millie Vanilli had to take the hit for it, but everybody they did. They did. It. They did. I know. That's a whole different story. So she comes out, and I'm like, cannot believe what I'm seeing. And I was like, thinking to myself, like, this is a thing? People look like you're allowed to look like this? This is the so. most amazing thing I've ever seen. And my mouth is to the floor, and I had this feeling, all of that angst, this feeling of hope just overcame me. And I was like, I'm going somewhere, and wherever I'm going, I'm going to wherever she's going. Like, that's where I, I want to live in that space, in that place, where this is a thing. Because I know in my town, this is not a thing. And it was obviously not a thing And the American Music Awards, when you kind of pan the crowd and you look at the faces of all the folks, everybody's just like, what kind of critter is this? She was like, there was nobody on the face of the earth in popular culture who looked like this. 
who sang like this, who had music like this, who had the passion of this. And I just felt it and it washed over me. And it just gave me such hope and purpose the rest of my time through high school that I knew that whatever awaited me, it was all gonna be okay. I'm dancing idea that I was a, a young a young little owl in the nest yeah, I had no idea I had some ideas yeah I did I wasn't I kept them pretty pretty closed though yeah I did it wasn't uh it wasn't something that I was cognizant of or indoor had words or real thoughts about but I knew that seeing her meant something significant to me yeah and so then I went to college and then you Can't, shaved your head. Then and I then shaved you my wore head. Your Doc Martens. And I wore my Doc Martens. And then I met you eventually. Yes, and, and then here we are. And here we are. Yes, exactly. So Sinead O'Connor got us together. So she did. And then here we are, years and years and years and years later. She goes through all of these trials and tribulations. You know, I'll let you guys all, I'm sure you all have read about her and, and look into what she did. And then I really have she loved. She was canceled. She was canceled, it, before yes. Before it was a thing. And I've, I've loved to, uh, I loved the later Sinead, the shaved head, the older woman Sinead, and all of the stuff that she did. You know, obviously mental health was such a struggle for her. And maybe then, it, maybe it was because the entire world demonized her when she was twenty three. Yeah, that would be really hard to get over. She was. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm sure it's a hard role to have. But on the I like I told you this. On, I said this on a previous podcast. On the island of misfits, she was our queen. She was. She gave every misfit like hope that it's gonna be fine and you can find your way in this world she and was you can also find your spot. Such a truth speaker. Like yeah. she said things that. I don't know why people were surprised to hear. It seems like such common sense. Yeah, the Catholic Church has pedophiles. <laughs> yes. Um, it's no shock to us now, but back then, I guess it was, and she paid the price for, for her truth. Yeah. But holy buckets. And then, so now here we are, she's passed. And just so you know, uh, the night she passed, Sabrina and I went and had some Irish whiskey. And the weekend after she passed, I shaved my head. She did. And she was really cute, you guys. I'll <laughs> so now, walking around as a 51-year-old with a shaved head, and then I decided to dye it blonde, but that has nothing to do with Sinead O'Connor. And then we went to the Sinead O'Connor sing-along. Yes, we which did. was not was I false loved it. advertising. I loved it. it well, it, they didn't advertise anyway. They just said, come to a thing uh, at this local bar, and there's the live band, and we're going to do the sing-along. And we thought... I was like, oh, we have We're going to go. sing all of her songs. We're going to sing our songs and cry, and it's going to be such a beautiful But it was thing. actually, it turns out, it was just one song. The yeah, um, we sang for like two hours straight. <laughs> the uh, most famous one. The Prince one. Yeah. 
and uh, we say it over and over again. But they trained us how to sing it, and some people sing the background, and some people sing the whatever, the main stuff, and then we all sang it together, and the band came on, and I thought it was really great. Okay, now let's, let's add in the lows. of it. I could tell that you loved every moment. I love it when they get all weird about like this, what did she call the the, the solar flex of your inner oh, belly yeah. area that, manifesting that your was energy. A weird. And then the one lady the one big white lady in the front after it was all like great energy in the end she yells out no war! Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the other lady who on the stage was like yeah no war! And I was I mean, like I love these people. Yeah war is bad. I thought that there'd be more than one song. Yeah, but I quickly adjusted once I figured out what's going on. I didn't keep talking about it the entire night. That's the difference between somebody I know and me. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Who had to unpack I thought it. that unpack it would... Unpack the difference. Unpack it, unpack it, unpack it. Unpack I thought it, it would be like an Irish sing-along. a really fun neighborhood thing it was the best and it was like wonderfully kooky seattle weirdo extremely leftist white people thing. yeah and Which i you can know, really get into every now and then we were all there because we love shanae yeah and it was such a and you know when you allow, allow yourself to get into it like there is a real power in it yeah at the last the last time we sang the song for like the 50th time it was really good <laughs> it was really good and then there was like i see why they did all the work around the ooze and the ahs yeah the ooze and the ahs because <laughs> they had to get people to commit to be the ooze and the ahs i guess i was committed to the fucking melody man i was not gonna be the ooze. i did both sides actually i did both too yeah i just wanted to like have fun and then they were like, you can come on stage. And then some people ran on stage. I thought you were going to run on stage. No, I had to, you know, I played cool. I like, couldn't, I, there was such a crowd, I couldn't get to you. Yeah, I was up front with all the people. And then there was one lady who came up to me and said, I shaved my head once. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so cute. And then the other lady, these ladies were like probably 10 years older. They were like in their 60s. Uh -huh. She says, I shaved my head once and it felt so good. And I was like, yeah. And then her friend who was with her, said it's on my bucket list oh and i said you should do it tonight oh i said okay. it feels so good and it comes right back and you get to wear really cool earrings and everybody gets to see them oh yeah she was like i've never thought about it that way I was it's like, true yeah. maybe i'll shave my head yeah we should all shave our heads it'll so be good. like 
Then we'll be like, oh, there's that couple with the shaved heads and the Tevas. Yeah, I know. It might be too much. Because we're both wearing our Tevas. Yeah. Okay, let's go get an ice cream. Okay, goodbye. I enjoyed it for its oddity, but like I was really tired of seeing that. Well, I loved it because we got on stage and we had community. We all got emotional, but I'm a little bit more like that. Yeah, my I, I didn't get on stage. <laughs> I um, I did. I do. I will say that the last time we sang the song, it was near perfect. It was. It was beautiful. It was all all of our work for that hour was put into it. I still think it would have been more fun to have just okay singing and have multiple different yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But still, you know, we all were there because we the all, whole the whole audience. So there was probably like fifty people in there. All who loved Sinead. All who loved Sinead, and they were all there, like all a lot of owls. Yeah, there were. Some there was owls. a lot. There was a good owl representation, and it looked like everybody it was their night out. They were like, "We're going out on a night." We're getting some Irish whiskey, we're and we're going to sing this one song over and over and over and for we're gonna three have, and a half hours. Yeah, we're going to have community about our beloved Sinead, and we all did it, and um, it was wonderful. And um, now I don't know. That used to be my karaoke song, but I might have to retire it, or maybe I'd keep doing it. I don't know. Well, now you're going to be really good at it. Yeah, because I practiced for so long. But you should know I don't have a good voice, so it's when I do it for karaoke, it's very much a... A performance art situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's us and Sinead. Anything else? No, I mean, I just, I felt like we needed to say something because she was so special. I immediately, when I heard she died, went out and bought, I think, maybe 17 t-shirts. Yeah, she's got a lot. <laughs> so now I just wear a Sinead t-shirt yeah. every day to work. And every day, people come up to me and they want to talk about her oh my gosh when i was wearing a Sinead t-shirt at the train station these two older people who were my age came up and it was like two days after she passed and we looked at each other in the eyeballs like strangers but you could, i could tell they were our type of humans not owls but like they were a straight couple but they were like you know old gen xers indie yeah. people whatever not not regulars and they came up to me, and we had a moment where we almost embraced, but then we like held each other, like ourselves back, and then we just we just had a a, a, a a very quick exchange of how sad and emotional we still are. Yeah. And we moved on with our life. I just want to say one more thing before we sign out. Sure. So, I I read her book, I listened to her book, and then I was like, I want to hear more of her. So I went to Apple iTunes podcast thing where you could find hoots the podcast yes, where, where we're at by the way and i would love it if you guys found us there well they have because here we are yeah They're listening to us. maybe leave a review yes there we go that would be great anyway I, I just put in her name so you can do this on your own just put her name in and it'll pull up <laughs> it's called search yeah you go into the search bar you, they have this really awesome technology where you just put in her name like and it brings up me. yes <laughs> So it brought up every single interview that she'd ever been in, which weren't, there weren't a lot. But the, the one that I listened to first was a fairly recent one with the Rolling Stones guy. 
and it was it was short. It was like 20, 25 minutes. I recommend you listen to it if you if you like Sinead. Um, but it was really uncomfortable. And, and this is older Sinead. This is recent. Yeah, yeah. She did it recently. And it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. I could tell she wasn't enjoying herself. There were moments when I was like, I don't know if I could keep listening to this. But I did. And um, ended it and whatever. It was, it was uncomfortable. Why? Because um, she was like, I hate when you people ask me about the Pope. I hate this. I hate yeah, bringing like, this up. You're re-traumatizing me each yeah. time. And it was 30 years ago, people. Get over it. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And literally, it's all anybody wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, but at the end of that, you're, you're rewarded with this beautiful song that she wrote about her son, who was still alive at the time. And uh, it's worth it just to listen to that. So then I was like, okay, well, there's, there's an interview. Then I listened to some older ones where she was being interviewed by Irish people. Super charming and funny, not uncomfortable at all, and nobody asked her about the Pope. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, her country and people. Her, her, she was much more comfortable with her um, Irish people. That's sweet. Yeah, it was. It was nice. Well, when we go back to Ireland, we'll have to go visit where she's laid to rest. The town of, I think it's, is it Bray? I think it's Bray, Ireland. Just outside of Dublin or something. Starts with B. Yeah. So we'll have to go there and uh, we'll come back and do a podcast about it. Yeah. And that's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, thank you. And I hope you... Um... Yeah, go listen to some Sinead. Lion and the Cobra, in my opinion, is one of the best albums ever made. And it's, it's her ne- best album, It's I think. nearly perfect. Yeah. Okay, see you guys later. And look for our Paris episode to be out... One day. Yeah, soon. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. Bye. Okay, I think we're recording. I see it recording. Is it recording? Okay. I wish there was a way to know, you know, other than the button said recording. Yeah. It's recording. There's that. Yeah, it's recording. We got to trust it. Trust technology. Well, I trusted technology before and it failed. Yeah, that's true. But that was probably operator error. Yeah. People at, there's someone at my company that says computers never get things wrong. It's the humans that get things wrong. Well, this is our second time recording with my oldest friend, Carmen. Welcome, Carmen, to the Hoots podcast, Stories of the Ordinary Travel Edition. But this episode is a variation, and we're talking about Sinead O'Connor. Wow, that is some title. Welcome, Carmen. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to that whole thing. Thanks. Glad to be here. (laughs) She's glad to be here. She's happy to be here. I'm so glad that she's happy to be here. So um, Carmen and I have been friends since the first grade, and we have a lot of things that we've experienced in life together. Yeah, a and lot of history. There's one in particular that relates to Sinead O'Connor, and we have we have discussed it in the past, and specifically 15 minutes ago when we recorded this episode <laughs> that didn't work. Um, but we're doing it again. Second time's a charm. Second time's a charm. And we want um, Carmen to tell her story 
from her memory because my wife never really fully trusted my memory. Well, let let me be clear here. So, in the in the twenty eight years or whatever it is that Sabrina and I have been together, Carmen has been uh, a part of my life since then, since because they've known each other since you know since they were seven or six, and we've um, invested a lot in the long distance bills that you guys uh, on your Con Air phones early in the day mm-hmm. would talk a lot on the phone. So, uh, but I've, there's a story about Sinead O'Connor that my wife has told over and over again to me, and I love it. It's one of my favorites. But I've only heard it from Sabrina's point of view. But I don't want to, like, coach her anymore on the story because you know why? Why? Because I'm very interested to hear your side of the story, Carmen, because I've only heard it from Sabrina. And I trust Sabrina and believe her 100% because she's my wife and I would have no reason to believe that she would embellish a story. But I believe the story is a little unbelievable. So, hey. So I want to hear your story. She never believes me. Beginning to end without okay. any sort of coaching or winking by this one over here by Sabrina. And then I want to, in my mind, match it up to what I've heard for all these years. In the last episode, I told my memory. Yes. So that's out there. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't hear. I didn't listen to that one yet. Good. Oh, thanks. Thanks for your support. I <laughs> know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. Number one fan. Um, I do. I do find it interesting though how memories um, change. Like they change. Like there, I don't yeah. trust my own memories half the time, but I guarantee I am remembering it correctly. Well, I would like you to tell. I would. There's two unbelievable parts to it that I won't say in advance. Yeah, follow up with that. But one of them, which I won't be specific of, I'll give you a hint. No, no, don't give any hints. Don't okay, give any hints. all right. Well, I'll on the wrap up. I'm going to tell you the two unbelievable parts that I thought were unbelievable, and then if they're validated by memory of Carmen, yeah. How many? Then years? I just need to believe them. How many years have we been together? I don't know, a thousand. And she's never believed me. I have believed you. I just a little bit of like these two parts. I'm like, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Right now, I'm questioning my own memory. But just just spit it out. I, know, you, I think before. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's been, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's been quite a few years. It was, what was it, like 1993, maybe? 1992? Two or three, yeah. Before? Well, I'm just going to let you tell the story. All right. So, so do, you ready to tell the whole story? Carmen, you got I this. So. Okay, let's do it, Carmen. So what do you remember? <laughs> I remember driving down Melrose with Sabrina and another friend and we were hungry and we stopped at McDonald's and we went inside. I don't know why we went inside instead of just the drive-thru. But anyway, um, and I, we were standing there in line and there was this little person in front of us. And she looked a lot like Sinead O'Connor. This is in my mind, right? Yeah. And Wait, did she have a shaved say, head? Did she have a shaved yeah. head? She she shaved head? head and she, tur- she turned sideways and she had little round glasses on that were blue. I mean, the, the lenses were blue. 
and Sabrina and our friend were like, oh my God, that, that's, that is Sinead O'Connor. And I was like, you know, just, I was dumbfounded, really. And uh, so, anyway, so she starts talking to her friend, Sinead. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, it is her. It really is her. <laughs> And there so were, I mean, they were, like yeah, we right behind her, or were there people in between you, or were you like directly behind her in line? Directly behind her. Yeah. It is so hard for and me. She not ordered to... a burger. She ordered a burger also, which we thought she was vegetarian at the because time. Because yeah, you think she would totally do filet fish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Or for just fries. Yeah, you know, this was that I would like to say that was my number one most unbelievable point is that Sinead O'Connor would order a hamburger. That you're validating it, and Sabrina has validated Thank it. You. So, okay, belie you. I believe it. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. And then we talked about, we laughed about when we were waiting for the food, um, we laughed about singing Nothing Compares to You to her. And the whole, also, the whole restaurant went silent. There was lots of people in there, and it went silent. Like everyone everybody knew. knew, everybody knew who it was. Yeah, everyone knew who it was. And then she took her food. She just left. She took her food and left. Yeah, she's not. And then sit it's you weirdos for sure. <laughs> no, maybe there wasn't a drive-through. Maybe that's why everyone was inside. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think that's all really I remember. And it's been a pretty much a joke ever since that. I was like, no, no, you guys, it is her. It really is her. She, no. she doesn't whisper. Yeah, you don't know how to whisper, so you were saying that very loudly behind her. That's probably why she took her clothes She was like, well, I wasn't here, but now this lunatic behind me. She's ID'd me. Well, um, do you have any more to add? Because I have some different memories I'd love to tell this mine. This is unbelievable. Well, see, I don't know if I'm making this up in my head right now, because we've talked about this a lot. Over we have, years. but not, late, not recently. But you not know what? Not recently. Recent I've never heard your side of the story after 28 years or whatever it is of knowing you. I've never That's heard your side of the story. Well, see, in my head, I want to believe the rest people started singing the song, Nothing Compares to You. But I don't know if that really happened. In my memory, they did. Yeah, that was unbelievable part two for me. So part one validated she ordered a burger, which is weird. Part two was really everybody started singing the song because this one over here sabrina has said that over and over again and i just was like okay it was a it was a tv show moment everybody you know? except for the staff at, at well yeah because they're just like oh that's how my after she left right after, after she, she left, left yeah we'll talk See, again and then never, yeah or who started it i mean carmen what you <laughs> did not who started it just who started the way i started it it's seven day like that. It's like somebody just started. <laughs> somebody started like, it. Fame, like the show. Belted it out with my beautiful voice. I also have a little different memory of how it began, because in okay. my memory, um, we we were cruising up Melrose Avenue. <laughs> so cool. In my Zusu Impulse. Yes. I can't remember who was in the passenger seat. Because there were three of us, and we were, you know, living our best lives at 22 or whatever we were. 
And we looked over and we saw Sinead O'Connor walking. Oh. And then we were like, we had, and they were, she was walking the wrong direction. And I was like, I have to flip an illegal U-turn because we have to go track her down. That? Is that tracking? Yes. And then we did the illegal U-turn. That's and- a very specific memory. So that had to have happened because you don't like, you don't like make up in your memories a very specific act of an illegal U-turn. I also never make illegal U-turns. Like exactly, I really... that's what I'm saying. Like this is like a like you're very freaked out every time I make an illegal U-turn. You it's true lose your shit. So like, well, that's you know you don't really lose your shit, but you're like you probably shouldn't do that. And then we we were gonna follow her into wherever she was going, and yeah. I remember being surprised that she went into McDonald's, and that's why we were directly behind her in line. And you were so close, you probably could smell her. Ooh, what she smell like? <laughs> What did she smell like? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. And that's when that's you how I felt too. And and in your your whisper yell yelled, "You guys, it is her." <laughs> and then, yeah, she ordered and, and. So, was she your height, Carmen? Yes, I felt like I towered over her, but that's tiny. how I feel when I'm. Yeah, and skinny and tiny and cute as a button. Just wanted yes. to pick her up. I'm glad you didn't pick her up. Oh, I would never do that. I hate Bring her around like your softball person. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what made me stop playing softball. I know. <laughs> to that, after I heard that story, I thought to myself, God, when I played softball, did I pick anybody up and swing them around? I hope I didn't. And then slap them on the ass. <laughs> So that does that does kind of track you saying that about we saw her. So I'm like, why would we stop there? There's so many places we could have eaten and you know. Well, that was also something that I questioned. Like, well, this was before I knew Sabrina, but I thought you went in at Marlowe's and you chose to go into McDonald's. Like that. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. See, now that you say that, I I feel like. Say that again. And now that you said it, I feel like I remember that now. But you know, it's been so long. But it's been a minute. What we need to do is we need to find our third friend. Yes. To validate it. Yeah. And bring them on the podcast. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, thank you for joining us at twice. Yes, this was a good You're one. You're welcome. Sure. And um, for everybody listening, Carmen will return because um, she's an expert in cruising. Nope. Cruise boating. Cruise boating. <laughs> cruise boating. Just going on cruises. Okay. Yeah, cruising yeah. is a different it's thing. It's a yacht. They're, you know, it's a ship. Yeah. 
And I feel like cruise boating might be something we don't know. Oh. Feels like it's a different thing. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so, you, know, you flail up your top when you're driving yeah. by it. Oh, cruise boating, yeah. <laughs> Put them on the glass. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's a good one. Girl, let it all out. And that's why she did. Baby ain't no kid. 36 D's, I make a man's head. I'm putting in work on the freeway fast. Cause she put them on the glass. Um, what? What song has to put them on the glass? That's what it's called. Put them on the glass. Oh, who sings it? How many times will you play this before you ban this? I heard Miss Go, I can't stand this, but I got a fan list. Loving this scandalous rap. Guess who I got laying on the canvas? D-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Hard from the freeway party. Baby, them things is working. Put on the glass. And there's a video. There's a video. Glass. I should know that. Seattle's finest. You should know that. I thought for sure it was one of your Yes, it's your mixer. He covers the top and the bottom in his music. Yeah. So, got him up. Yeah, my Italiano. Not many brothers is rolling in Diablos, hitting the hard rock to finish my work spot. I'm. Oh, let's just skip down. Yeah. Put him on the glass. Put him on the glass, girl. Put him on the glass. Yes, yeah. he's kinky weenie jinky. Yeah. <laughs> Good lyrics, Carmen. Sitting in the window, I'd rather kiss them than Indo. And if you see me on the freeway, baby, don't pass. Slow down and put them on the glass. So next time you're on, uh, well, I'll send you a list of questions, and then you can rate some of the the things between one to five, so that our listeners can know. Yeah. So you gotta like do some pre. We'll we'll send you some stuff to kind of think about it because it's a really meaningful rating system that has a lot of impact and we have to take it really seriously so that we don't just like destroy someone's business just because you had a subjective opinion and our 37 listeners are like oh well i'm never going to do that and then that then they're going i'm not going to go cruise boating there yeah forget that right so it's a it's a big responsibility so think about it really yeah you got to prepare yes the, the the listeners count on your like objective opinion that's definitely been deeply considered. Yeah, you're funny. So very. <laughs> okay, thank you so much um, okay. for joining us again, and um, I can't wait to do the cruising episode. Yeah, Ooh, that's gonna be okay. Okay, that'll be fun. Bye. 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 Let me see how does this... Well, thanks for listening to our Sinead O'Connor episode. It was a real bummer when she died and left this planet. And I feel like uh, she had a lot of a lot more great songs to sing. So it's a bummer for us. And um, she meant a lot to us and to everybody our age. Everybody you know, who came of age in, in that very weird time period of the late eighties, early nineties. But, you know, I'm glad that we had her for a while and that I was lucky enough to eat McDonald's with her ish, sort of. Thanks for listening. 
I hope that you enjoyed the show. I hope you listened to all of her songs on the iTunes. And um, next episode will be uh, The Owls in Paris. So please look for that. We have some cruise ship episodes in the works, as you heard earlier, with Carmen, who is an expert at cruising. I mean, going on cruising ships. So look for that in the works. Uh, Go to the iTunes, give us five stars, say something nice, and find us on Instagram. We're there, and we we post a lot of things, so you'll know when new episodes are, are ready. And Hoots, the podcast Stories of the Ordinary with Two Older Wise Lesbians is an independently produced podcast. And we think it's great that you're here with us and traveling alongside us to all the places that we go. You guys, keep on rocking. See you soon. Bye-bye. There was not too much going down for girls whose only hope was not to find a man who could piss in a pot. So early I heard my first guitar and I knew I wanted to be a big star.